everybody, it's Travis here from Everything and Nothing. How y'all doing? Thanks for tuning in with me, to me today. Uh, can you believe March is almost here already? February has come and almost gone. I can't believe it. I hope this year does not go by like last year did. Last year at some points felt slow, but 2020 really enough went by kind of fast I don't know maybe it's when you get older every year goes by fast shit speaking of which if you all have a childhood memory that is your first childhood memory or perhaps even your first memory I'm going to give you 10 seconds to think about that right now and then we'll come back to you Okay, do you guys got it? So with this first memory, and you thought about it, and you have it, if you have one. How did this memory, if this memory, how did it affect you growing up? Did it inform your life in any kind of way? That's what I want to know. Now just ask yourself this. Did that childhood memory whether it was my first memory I ever remember having or my first childhood memory as a kid. Did this memory inform you the rest of your life up until now? If um, the answer is no, then lucky you. If it's yes, then you're a little less lucky in that way. And I say that because, well, personally, I say that because whatever memory you have, that's a childhood memory, and it's a good childhood memory, whether it be a first memory or not, some ways or another, for the rest of your life, you'll be chasing that feeling. And again, I want to speak it for myself sometimes I wish I didn't have that memory because I'm now chasing what that feeling what is this squirreling over here is that a squirrel but sometimes I'm chasing that feeling trying to find it in other things trying to prolong it because my childhood was you know a good childhood or whatever and so I'm chasing that feeling that's a goddamn bunny rabbit Oh my goodness, there's a bunny rabbit hopping in here outside. I'm outside doing this, so. That's a damn bunny. That's a rabbit. Oh my gosh, poor rabbit. I mean, it's still cold out here. Oh, look at the little bunny hop. Anyway, I've chased that feeling, chased that feeling as a, I guess, preteen becoming a teenager it took me a long time not to do that you know and I wanted to come today and share some childhood memories but I also wanted to get to like the underlining issue of why it is I compare the rest of my life to my childhood and that's due to the memories of being a kid and even my first memory that I ever remember having being so good or being this nostalgic 
piece of my life that I'm trying to get back and chase. And I say that those who don't have that memory tied to who they are now, or those memories tied to who they are now, are lucky because they, they don't grow up craving the nostalgia that much or trying to chase some feeling that was it's not there no more you know so people like me who are like oh my god my child is so good it reminds me when I was a kid in some ways we are whether we want to admit it or not or whether we are aware of it or not are chasing that feeling again especially when you become an adult and responsibilities take control you have children and a husband and wife to take care of and a whole little family that you think you're supposed to have when you're grown right and so all that childhood nostalgia escapes you and in areas of your life that you have time to focus on yourself you kind of find yourself dipping your toe back into that nostalgia well trying to chase that feeling you had when you were a kid again because it brought you happiness unfortunately if you don't control that you can end up doing stuff that you really shouldn't be doing when you have (laughs) like it can end up escaping you somehow in some ways and so that's what I wanted to tap into before I dived into some memories of my childhood that really I guess made me who I am I wanted to really explain why it is that it's not always such a good thing to go down memory lane um but it doesn't always have to be that way you have to be careful with it like you do everything else in your life you know living in the past can be good but it's not always the best thing to do basically and so I wanted to discuss that before I got into just a few childhood memories of mine that kind of shapes who I am today and how I think of them you know now that I'm older and I am sorry you do the same on your journey as you listen to mine okay so let's go think about them I didn't want all of them to be negative you're right so I got like three of them um two of them are positive and maybe one can be looked at as a negative so there you go I had to think about them because everyone I thought of was the bad one and I was like I didn't want to just focus on you thinking about childhood memories as being something bad or you living in the past as being something that was bad so I had to really dig deep which is funny because I had a good childhood but for some reason lately I've been thinking about the bad memories a lot and so those just rise to the surface occasionally and it's all I could think about so I had to dig deep to find some good ones that also impacted me for a long time so you know memory bank research is done and I got three that I picked okay the first one is the worst one because it's a bad one and that was I'm being very personal <laughs> I'm being very personal but I won't I won't give you any details um the first one I got is the divorce of my parents when they divorced I was um oh 11 yeah I think it was 10 or 11 when I divorced I think it was 11, almost 12. Uh, and what that taught me was love is not always enough. And, you know, no matter how hard it is you fight to be with somebody, 
there are some things I guess that just can't be forgiven or aren't willing to be forgiven and then a lot of ego is involved too and I think that's what caused them to end up where they were um if they ever tried to work on it I at that time didn't really realize it or see it they for the sake of us you know try to move along and continue raising us together but I never saw them try to work on things together to fix their marriage and it was only in hindsight that I realized they did try a couple things but you know at the time when you were a kid their focus was just taking care of us so also um I always didn't want to get married but it made me think twice about it once this happened to them because it really tore us up and it made me realize life can change on a dime it was my first moment in life that I realized change happens and that you're not exempt from it because I honestly thought that my life our life with them together would be forever I really thought that like I had there was no possibility that we would not carry on in life as a family, all of us. Like, that never crossed my mind. And so when it happened, our whole world was shattered. It was just like, this is real? Like, we're doing this? We're splitting our time? You're moving on and dating somebody else? Like, what What the hell is this? It was, I didn't, I was horrible. It was horrible, it was horrible, it was horrible. And then you eventually get used to it and you realize, okay, well, this is it. We're not getting back together as a family, so... And so you try to adjust as best you can at that age, but it really tore us up for a while. And so that's my first memory. And that has shaped me forever because I always didn't want to get married. And now I really look at marriage as something like, maybe it's really not for me. Um, And I always feel like if I ever got into another relationship, it would be like a more serious relationship it would be um, better because I would fight tooth and nail to make sure if I really wanted to be with them that we would do all we could to be together or I would do all I could to be together. I wouldn't just fold in the towel at the first sign of trouble. Not that they did that, but it just gave me the push and fire to always make sure that if I had trouble in a relationship that I did everything I could to keep it together before we just called it quits. And so that's how that memory shaped me. So the next one I got is a more um, positive one. And that was when my love for writing and acting was born. And it was the first thing, honestly, in my life that uh, gave me passion, you know, for something and a purpose, I felt like. It was also the first thing that I ever did that I felt like I was good at which is, um, like, the first hobby that I always felt like I was good at. Because I didn't play sports like that. I ran track, and I was good at jumping rope, and, you know, but every bad boy, especially when I was growing up, was interested in basketball. So I would play basketball with a couple of friends that I had on a block growing up where I used to live, and I had plenty of basketballs, and you know, you're you know, you're that kid 
that's walking up and down the neighborhood street, bouncing the basketball back and forth, trying to find somebody to play with. I was that kid. I was that kid. And then my uncle was close in age to me, so he'd play basketball, and we'd play together. And the only sport that I ever felt like I was really good at, besides volleyball, <laughs> or not volleyball, uh, well, I was good at that too, but I always loved dodgeball. So the only sport besides dodgeball that I felt I was really good at was baseball. And uh, a lot of black boys didn't grow up around me playing baseball, but when I got the chance to play, that's the only sport I was ever good at that I felt like was actually fun for me as a kid. But I, I never kept it up. I never kept it up. I didn't think that I had a good, like, throw, but I, I thought that I could... Uh, I, had, I didn't have a good pitch, I didn't think. I, I didn't think I could throw it really good. But I knew I could hit it really good. So I felt like if I ever had to be, play baseball, I'd be good in that position. I forgot what it's called. Because uh, I haven't thought about baseball in years. But I always thought I was good at hitting the ball. I was always good at that. But I never could catch it. Or throw it as well. But it was always fun. And I always said, why did no one play baseball when I was a kid? Every boy I knew wanted to play basketball. And basketball was never fun to me. It was never fun to me. I only did it to try to fit in. Because every other black boy was playing basketball. But I hated basketball. I would ask my mama for a basketball. I would have plenty of basketball. We had a basketball rim in our backyard. but And I was just for, like, company hell because when I would go out there and throw it I would just be out there throwing it and shooting it trying to make oops or whatever but make shots or whatever but um I, I wasn't good at playing that but any other sport that had to do with more physical activity I was always scared to like really play play because I was always scared of getting hurt or like bumping my head against somebody and I didn't know how to like <laughs> I didn't know how to block and stop somebody from shooting and 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 like, I just didn't know how to play basketball at all. I didn't. But I tried. But baseball was so much fun to me. Dodgeball was so much fun to me. In school, our uh, gym teacher used to um, teach us how to do archery. And so that was fun to learn how to do. I loved playing with the jump rope because I felt like I was always fast. And I liked to try to beat my own score. And I would, like, count and see how many jumps I could do, like, for 30 seconds or a minute. Like, that kind of stuff was fun. Then when I started running track for a short period, like, anything with more physical activity that had to do with, like, not really playing against somebody physically, but, like, competing in some kind of way, like, that was fun to me. But, like, basketball just wasn't it for me. So, yeah. So when I learned, well, I was always good at English and writing, right? And so when I learned that I was um, good at, I don't know, I guess writing stuff. Because I'm a big music lover, and so I used to listen to music all the time on my radio. And I had tons of CDs. And you know, back in the day, if you're my age, all the CDs had lyrics in it. Most of the artists used to have their lyrics in the liner notes. And so I would just read the liner notes, trying to learn the lyrics right. And one day, out of boredom, I just said, you know what, let me write me a song. And I tried to write it in the way that I saw somebody's lyrics in their liner notes. And so I started writing it. 
I was already writing anyway, and because I um, English, you know, sometimes you are required as homework to write things, you know, and so I was already doing that just for you know school, and this is the first time I decided to just out of a habit or out of a um, hobby to try it myself, and then I wrote a song. I wrote a song in a magenta colored gel pen that I had in the same style of the lyrics that were in the liner notes of the CDs that I used to have. And I just did it for fun and I the song sucked. And I was just like, okay, it can I mean it sucks now, but at the time I was like, this is cool. Right? Little twelve year old thinking he know what he doing. And then uh <laughs> and then well first that's the moment when I discovered writing was something I like to do and so then from that point on that's when I used to write but I already liked acting I should have started with that one first acting my love for that started at 10 when again I used to write little you know synopsises or whatever for my sisters and I and we would um my brother's too little but my sisters and I we would um I would like write the stories for them we'd play in like their mom's clothes and and we'd get dressed up, and I would have them in our basement, like, act out these scenarios that I would write for us. And that's when I knew, like, oh, this is so cool. I can I can make a story up, and I can have them, you know, I can be a director or whatever. But I always wanted to, like, act. But they didn't know how to do it, so I had to be the director. And we just did it for fun, but that's the first time I realized I fell in love with acting when I realized this is something I really like to do. And, you know, I wanted to do it on a bigger level. But yeah, that's when I first discovered my love for acting. Like, we used to do Soul Train. I made up a Soul Train episode. Child, oh, Lord. I had us... <laughs> I had us playing Soul Train dancers. I had us playing... Um, I made up a scenario, like, what if in Titanic, Rose and Jack weren't in the ship when it crashed? Or the, I mean, the ship... Oh, Lord. The boat. I guess ship. Like, I made up a whole new ending the Titanic... And we acted at that thing, uh, and a few others. But yeah, that's a childhood memory that stuck with me because uh, it introduced to myself like, oh wow, this is something I can do, it's something I love to do, and so that of course carries on today because I do that now and I love that now, and so that's a memory that stuck with me, and so I'm always trying to chase that feeling. That's something I really, um, for sure, I still try to chase is the feeling of being able to do something right, write something right, and then maybe not act it out because I don't do that as much. You know, I still study the crafts and I'm still trying to be in that industry. But right now, it's more focused on my writing. Um, and so though that memory, those memories of me just doing that writing and acting out and playing and stuff that left an impact on me because that was something I felt like I really was good at. And so that's the second one. The third one is also a good one, and that's a big one. It was me going to summer camp in, uh, I want to say 1999. I went to summer camp. It was my first time going to summer camp. It was my first time going to somewhere where I was not with my siblings. Uh, we used to do everything together, so this is the first time I didn't do anything with them. It was through my uh, elementary school that they had kids picked to go uh, for a week every summer, and our camp was called Camp Bert Shirley, 
and it was somewhere in Michigan. It was somewhere in Michigan that I'd never been before. And I remember walking, riding out there on the bus, and I was seeing all this farmland and cows and animals, and I'm like, where the hell are we? I'm like, I didn't know this existed in Michigan. I was so young and naive. But yeah, and so it was somewhere way out there in the middle of Michigan. Uh, it was a nice camp, too, and... I met a whole bunch of kids, a whole bunch of kids. The first day you get there, you're like in the field with all these kids and y'all all introducing yourselves to each other because you're not assigned any cabin yet. And so before the counselors and the powers that be at the camp assign you, you all mingling with each other and stuff. And it was the most nervous, daunting experience I ever had because I was like, I had to be no kids in a long time. And so I'm like, oh Lord, I got to talk. <laughs> I got to to be nice and oh was nervous wreck i had new short set outfits that i had brought with me so i was all ready to go uh my mama wasn't playing that she said oh you're gonna go to camp oh you're gonna have the nicest this you're gonna be looking fly you're gonna get a haircut you're gonna be so i was good but i was like i gotta talk to people i gotta talk to kids She's like yeah that's good for you get on out there and go on yeah uh-huh you don't yeah so she was very excited about me getting out there because she was like you're too shy already it's missing people just so yeah she was excited about that but so yeah, I did that, and then we were assigned our cabins. I met a couple people. Um, but what did this experience teach me? Because I can I can make a whole show about this going to camp, but I'm gonna cut to the chase. What it taught me was that um, when I'm alone, I'm not lonely. That's what it taught me. Because I felt like, you know, oh, I can't do this without my siblings, and I really could. It was my first time being without them. But I, I was good. And I, I got to know the, the, the boys in my cabin pretty well for a short period of time. Um, and they were all nice. We all got along for the most part. Um, yeah, I thought I would be sad without being with my brothers and sisters. But no, I made friends fast and had a good time. It was like one of the best things I did as a kid. Yeah. And then, um, well, those are just examples of... Uh, the things that impacted me, things that impacted me, excuse me, and they still do. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't realize that um, at the time that would be something that I would look back on as something that was impactful. But it took years afterwards to realize that how much of a good time it was, and how much it impacted me, and how I relate and make friends with other people today. You know. So, and then I was camper for the day on one of the days. Yeah, and I don't think everybody was that because there was so many boys and girls there and you only were there for one week. They only picked a camper for each day. And I was camper for one of the days. And I got a picture and I had the medal um, that they give you. I lost both of them. The The only thing I ended up having afterwards for years was the ribbon that the medal was attached to. But I lost the picture. I remember the picture. It was me and the owners of the camp. And they were a black couple. Yeah. They were a black couple. And little me was in the middle with my little metal on. And yeah, it was cool. It was like a little Polaroid picture. I don't know where that thing is. But yeah, that's that's so funny. I'm remembering that. Just thinking about it right now. Yeah. And so, and then I had a postcard that I mailed home. And... It was, it, it came so late, it didn't come until I got back home, which was funny. I mailed my mama a postcard, and I had, like, painted it and 
it was kind of like an art class we had took and had taken. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we took an art class and I made a postcard and I was like painted it, painted it and mailed it. And it didn't get there until I got there. So like it was no point in even doing it. It came with two days later after I got home. So which was funny. We had to go laugh about that. And so, yeah, those were the three examples of uh, what my childhood memories was like. And I only focused on three because there are many of them. But these are like three examples of how, um, you know, you, I guess, try to chase that feeling of nostalgia today. Um especially with the, when it comes to writing I do and acting I do. I chase that feeling. And then I'm definitely impacted more from the divorce of my friend, my family. Uh, the third one, being in camp, it taught me good things. Like, it didn't teach me... Because it, it was something I directly went through that taught me a lesson about myself. And the divorce and my passion discovery, I call it, they taught me lessons in two different ways as well. So, like, each example I gave taught me a lesson in different ways. And because they were good memories, well, not the first one, but because they were memories that stick out to me, they informed my future for good or bad. Because in one, I'm chasing memories. In one, I've learned the lesson of how to be in relationships. And the last one <laughs> made me feel like... Uh, I could be by myself and be okay, and that still impacts me today because, for the most part, um, I am a loner, and you know, I know how to do that and be I'm good at that because I had that experience of not having nobody around, but also I'm better at being social because of that experience as well. Because before then, I I was a little more timid on the timid side. And so, yeah, those three things is what taught me, you know, how to be part of who I am today. And there's more than where that came from, of course. But I just named those three to make the point that chasing the past can be good, but also not good at times. And and the not good part is more good than not good, for me at least. Because the not good part comes from me making decisions, uh that are so different from the ones that I experienced growing up that I end up making new decisions because you're trying not to do what was, you know, done already. You're trying to be better, not repeat mistakes that were made by other people, and you lean so far on the other side trying not to make those mistakes. You can sometimes rear off and make new mistakes because you're trying not to be like something from your past. So in that way, it's bad. In a way that it's good is that you're reminded of something that was good and you're trying to, in a way, chase that or be reminded of how you felt back then and use that going forward. But then that also could be bad as well because you can veer too far again in the opposite direction where you're chasing, chasing, chasing the past so hard that you can also end up hurting yourself and also... Uh, letting yourself down when you don't meet that expectation you set so high for yourself. So, like I said, it's a double-edged sword for me. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword for me. I mean, it's like that for a lot of people. 
But that's what I wanted to take away from this, is that chasing the past is not always good, even when you think it is, and it's always a crapshoot, depending on the kind of person you are, and depending on how those memories have made you the person you are. And so you always have to just tread lightly and try to find that balance, which is hard. I always talk about balance on here, especially the last few shows. On the freestyle we last did, I talked about balancing, you know, like, life with what, I forgot what I said, but basically balancing your life with expectation versus what it is you want, you know, and this is almost the same year, only it's what you're already informed with because it's already based on what you've been through already as opposed to what you're being told so it's kind of the same thing only difference is that it's versus experience with uh, societal expectations the freestyle talked about society telling you how you're supposed to live versus how you want to live and then this is in this instance it's versus well versus I keep saying versus in this instance it's what you've experienced already and what you take with you as you grow up and try to live your life. So it's like the same point, but come coming from different, uh, I guess, different places. Yeah. So I'll leave you with that. I hope I made some kind of sense because I was because I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm being long-winded. But thank you for indulging me anyway. I'm gonna leave that here and going about my business I will talk to you guys later and remember to be kind to yourself be kind to yourself if you chase the path like me be careful cause you end up going down the rabbit hole running around chasing your own tail like a squirrel or a rat or any other animal and don't do that cause like I said it's not good for you Like in everything in life, you got to find a balance. Right? Okay. Talk to y'all later.